about quitting it's the combat of life hammering the snot out of you well stand by dig in deep and get ready to get fired up with us welcome to the team never quit podcast the number one podcast that inspires you to fight on i'm your host david rutt rutherford here with mr never quit himself marcus luttrell our mission is to help you embrace the suck of life to teach you the values of working your ass off and to interview the most hard-charging people on planet Earth. We know life is hard. It's time for you to suck it up, Buttercup, and let us teach you to persevere in every environment imaginable by sharing real-world lessons learned by those who never quit. That's right. It's time, Marcus, for us to help them defeat the well, negative insurgency up, in their lives. You fire me up, Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. Marcus! Marcus! I gotta tell you what, man. It's happening again. It's happening again. My pulse rate's probably at like 140 right now. Uh, My digestion is is moving around in a whole other kind of way. Uh, I, I got this thing going on in my brain where I'm like, my God, my God, we're about ready to talk about some superhuman feats of accomplishment. I mean, this is going to put the team never quit, the never quit mindset on a whole nother plane of existence. Do you hear me right now? Well, he's one of our own too. I mean, that's, you get fired up about hanging out with each other. And I mean, he is one of our ambassadors. I tell you what, if there is a, if you had to hang the picture up on the T and Q of who our ambassadors are, but oh, yeah. who's the, kind of the takes it the furthest it's got to be well it's it's him it's it's him i think it is i think it is listen if you're just showing up and this is and you're listening to the tnq podcast well welcome back first and foremost we we love the fact that you support our mission which is to ignite the fire in human beings right To, to 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 light that fire in the gut so they will go out and experience their never quit attitude never quit mindset never quit story themselves man I mean, that's what we do, brother. Yep. I mean, that's our job. That's our new mission in life, right? We're putting away all the other stuff we've done. We're, we're, we're going down this new road to really reach out to people around the world to inspire you. Now, if this is your first time listening to the Team Never Quit podcast, man, are you in for a treat? Because I'll tell you what, Marcus. I like to tell it. A lot of people think that you and what we did for a living was exceptional. It only t- it takes a certain type of human being to get that done. We're we're about to tell you what that is. Literally, right? And it's not. It's just ordinary people doing oh. extraordinary in extraordinary situations. That's all that ever is. The human condition, man. It's what unites us. But you're you're right, man. There is ordinary people who do some incredibly extraordinary things, and I think we're fixing about ready to have one of them on the show, but. You know, just like on every TNQ podcast that we do, we have a method to our madness, don't we? Right. So that method is we start the show out with some killer, awesome person in history or a group of people or an event or something like that that truly exemplifies the TNQ mindset, right? I mean, the, the never quit mindset, I mean, because as you always talk about Man, well, yeah, no, you're right. If we're trying to give an example of what we're talking about in human form, we're doing that. We're about to do that. Oh, in big, 
Big time. Yeah. We got a doozy for him today, don't we? Right. Then we go from that amazing thing to bringing our special guests on. And we've had some incredible guests, man, out there. Really some amazing human beings on the show. We, you know, this is a, a person that from our tribe, he's a TNQ, he's a team never quit speaker, but he's also a teammate of ours and all around pretty amazing human being. So I'm really looking forward to David coming on the show. Now, and then once we finish the interview, just so you know, there, there's always a component of how to that we need to, that you need to know in your life of that never quit mindset. So you can find the, there's an after actions report that you'll be able to find on the website at tnqpodcast.com. Now go there, listen to the after action, because that's the how to, right? That's the peak behind the. Sure. I mean, we're trying to tell you that we're, we're giving, we're bringing magnificent people on here and giving their examples of some of their hardest times and how they got through it and just peeking behind that that dark curtain we like to say and seeing uh what that is and that's how we connect it that's and we look we may have somebody on here that you've never even heard of and just by what they've been through and what they what they said and and how they described how they got through it it may not affect you and that may not be your never quit story yeah it may not apply to you it might be something in there but then the next person Maybe you didn't have any idea who they were, but they said something or they were in a situation that pulled them through that, that actually flickers that thing in your head that goes, yep, all right, got it. That click, right? Right. That thing that ignites that fire, the thing that makes your blood burn, the and, thing that- and, and even if it's not one of those straight up, oh, that made complete sense, it's, it's, it's just that ability to say, you know what? I completely don't understand where he's coming from on that, but I'm going to try it anyways. Just <laughs> and those are the craziest ones, right? Those, those, are, the are, those are the ones that take you down somewhere where you're like, I, I, you know what? I'm so glad I made this jump because look what I'm doing right. I'm in space uh, on a on a spaceship. And I'm an astronaut. You know, it's that one guy who took that one chance, right? He became an astronaut. He became a billionaire, and they just had no idea why they did it. Because there's some of those people we bring on here. They're like, man, I, you know, it was just something inside of me. I and. Yeah, maybe there's something you can't put your finger on. Maybe there's not a way to describe the fire that burns inside of you, man. But we bring enough people on here and give you so many unique perspectives on how to look at something that if that part of it's not there, we're going to give you a lot of instructions on how to, to, on how to start it. Start it, right? Yeah. Man, well, I can't say it any better than that. That's as good as you can say it right there. So we're going to jump right into this episode of the TNQ Podcast. And, and, and I tell you what, the historical... Thing today, bud. The one the wizard found on this, brother. This is a whole nother level, and it's totally appropriate for who we have coming on, right? Right. So the TNQ, the team never quit historical thing today. All right, stand by, because here we're gonna today we're gonna talk about the Tendai Buddhist monks of Japan, right? Marathon the Tendai Shu, the marathon monks, and and now these cats. I, I've never heard of them, and I mean I'm not. It, it, Everyone knows I'm not a runner. That is no secret. But I, <laughs> he likes to I break mean, through the martial <laughs> science and everything I've studied and look into Buddhism just to kind of get an idea. I, man, you talk about, I, I thought it was a joke. Well, when, when the wizard brought it to us, I was like, there's no way these dudes are, are 40, normal. 47 people in 400. 46 people in 46, the last 146 years have been able to accomplish this. All right, now, now let me get in. Let me give you a little backstory, okay? The Tendai Buddhist monks are originally from China, but they immigrated into, into Japan in about 804, 805 AD, right? And they set up this monastery on this, on this place called Mount Haishu. 
in Japan. All right. Now, one of the things that these people were all about was is like all monks and like most of us out there are, are looking for enlightenment. We're on this incredible path to try and figure out who we are, what our purpose in life, what our meaning is. And so one of the coolest things is, is when you can find a group of people that really take it to another level, like team guys or SF or whoever out there that, you know, is in. So one of the things we want to share with you is how the Tendai monks do this, right, Marcus? Yep. All right, so they have something that's called the Thousand Day Challenge. Now, now when you think about what a Thousand Day Challenge is, a lot of people out there are like, well, what, all right, yeah, a Thousand Days. I mean, that's a few years, but here you go. Are you ready? Yeah. So the Marathon Monks, in year one of the Thousand Day Challenge, to the Path of Enlightenment, they run 18 miles for 100 days straight. But that's not it. In year two, they do 18 miles a day for 100 days straight. In year three, they do 18 miles a day for 100 days straight. In year four, they do 18 miles a day for 200 straight days. In year five, they do 18 miles a day for 200 straight days. And after the last run, the monk must go nine consecutive days without food, water, or rest with basically two monks standing next to him to ensure he doesn't fall down, fall asleep. They whack him in the head, kind of like Hell Week with us, right? right. On year six, the, the monks got to run 37 miles a day for 100 straight days. But that's not it, Marcus. We're almost there, right? <laughs> in year seven, in year seven, by the way, the monk has to run 52 miles a day per day for 100 straight days. Then he must run 18 miles a day for the final 100 days of the challenge. Now, brother. Journey. The journey. Right. Well put. This is a journey to enlightenment, man. And, and, and here's the deal. Now, apparently on Mount Huey or Hay, there are literally, you know, hundreds of unmarked graves. What's that part about the straw sandals? Oh, no, I will go over their kit that they run this thing in. The boat hat, the straw sandals, all that. They got to carry, they got to carry a sword with them. Right. Right. And a, and a noose. Because the deal is if you stop prior to the 100 day mark, when you first start this out and you start your first 100 days, if you can stop and there'll be no shame at all, it's, you're good to go, right? You can ring the bell. But if you go over that 100 days and you move into that next part of the challenge, the next 1,000 days or the next 900 days, and you quit, <laughs> by, by law of these monks, you got to take your own life on the journey. What do you think about all this, Marcus? And so I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw in here that it said that they were the only ones that were allowed to wear shoes around the emperor in Imperial Japan. That's, I mean, that ought to tell you how. That, that's, I mean, that's pretty, right? That's pretty hardcore. Back, back, sure. I mean, the emperor is godly, right? They, yep, the emperor right? was god. Right. Absolutely. So, so they wear their sandals because of how much movement they've done, how much running, how much pain they've endured. And that, and that's something because they get branded with that title. I want that saintly title, man. And they're then, saints. Right. They're living saints. Living, living saints. I mean, that's a pretty cool concept. Talking about in dropping itself. your. So the idea is to exhaust the mind, body, and the spirit to nothingness, right? To where only 
emptiness is, is left in the vessel and, you, and whatever's in your head right there that's, is your, it. that's your enlightenment that's it and there's a quote from one article that we found in the guardian and the guy the basically the dude says he goes uh what's the the, the, the reporter asked him, what's the idea behind this what you know what's the deal and the guy responded in this it's to exhaust the mind the body everything that you are everything in your existence until nothing is left and when you're in that space that's when it happens man that's when the enlightenment happens i mean running is the it's probably one of the ways you can do that right where you can exhaust all of those i I mean because at a point in a long distance run in which i've never i've only done 13 miles but i've (laughs) talked to david on them and right when your body starts shutting down it's your mind that has to keep you going correct period Hands down. So after a while, I would imagine even the mind starting starts to break, and then I, so once that happens, then the spirit, and then once you exhaust all of that, they throw you in that room for nine days for enlightenment. That's, that's that's supposed to that's be the, when it happens. Yeah, the door, right? But but here, but what I'm saying, brother, is I can understand whether <laughs> how this is supposed to work. I couldn't. I don't know if I. I don't have the. You up for that? You, no. Should we start off? I, 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 like, I like how enlightened I am right now. <laughs> I mean, I completely respect anybody who is willing to take to, to go that route and and to to achieve enlightenment, man. Uh, I and, and this thing is called, by the way, it's called the Kaihokyo. I hope I'm not butchering this. So if you're Japanese, you if you if you're one of the, the what was that? There's like there's like one dude. Butcher everything. There's like one dude out there, by the way, who's living, who's done it. You can see a picture of him in that Guardian out and you know article, and he's got his killer hat can't, can't, on. Can't miss him. You can't miss him. He's got his killer hat on. He's got his little cloaks, his little sandals that he did this thing in. And he does not look like a stud. He don't look like David, does he? I mean, he just looks like a dude who did this. But that dude's the G- same. G- yeah, Genshin Funjinami. Yeah, Genshin Funjinami. That was as good as my pronunciations. So the Kai Hyogyal, is, this is this practice, man. So when you think about this, and you think about your life right now, what quests are you on? I mean, that's the real question you got to ask you. And and what, how, where are you searching for your own meaning? <laughs> yeah. Think about the guys who are doing it today because the cameras follow this joker around, right? Yeah. 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 So he had to do it. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Back in the day, man, you're out pulling your 100 miles. You'd be like, ah, you know. I'm at I'm at like I'm at like seventy. I, mean, I think I got, I'm gonna stop. Most of it in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> the last ten miles ain't gonna mean nobody's seeing this. I'm Nobody not saying knows. that happened. I'm just saying I've had that thought, right? When we were getting our nuts stepped on, you had that Hey, look, man, kicking me the first time and kicking me the 10th time, it's the same deal, man. I like push up 400, right. just, 401, your head, that's right. 402, yeah. just right, your yeah. head bobbing. Why do I need to do a thousand of these? <laughs> and this is a thousand days, right, dude. Right. But I mean, to get that title, so there's, I mean. It's he, serious. Yeah. All, he's, he's all business these days, man. <laughs> I, you, you can't this day and age if you're if you're doing something like that, where where a great accomplishment, people see it. Oh yeah, it's on. Right, it's on. Yeah, they'll find out a way to figure out if if you if you're full of it. Yeah, and what I love is the inspiration that you can get because when you look at that picture, man. When you look at that picture, he he's an ordinary guy, dude. You know, he's volunteering to do this, right? 
This is his own pursuit of, as opposed to survival. You know, it's not like someone's got a gun to his head going, hey, Mug, you're going to get out there. You're going to run for a thousand days. You're going to crush yourself. You're going to move. This is his own desire. I know that the the term is enlightenment, and they have to go through all this to get enlightenment. But, I mean, imagine how, and that's what they have to do. they got to put their body in a position of pain like that with mind, mind, pain, spirit. I wonder the, the, the clarity they have before they start that. Because you got to have some to, to, to be willing to do it, well, right? Well, that's a great point that you you're making I mean? because is it clarity or is it just because you're not clear on what you're doing? You have no idea what you're about to undertake, just like Bud's, right? Well, maybe it's the, it, it's, the maybe they got it backwards. Maybe it's the enlightenment of doing this that's going to bring me the clarity of that, what's, what's of the point? act itself. Does that makes sense. It, yeah, that's the, that right? the, the actual. Cl- I love where your I head's at on this. I, it's the clarity, the drive, the desire to want to do it in the quest of each step that hopefully in that you will find. So I, you got a point going. We're going to have to ask our next guest. Yeah, I think well, I think yeah, we're right? gonna. I, I think. <laughs> I think I, I think that's the great gonna, part about this, man. Because, is we get spun like this, we'll just ask. The, we got the guy. We got the guy coming on, and this guy knows he's on. I think that quest from everything that you said. I've never met him before. Everything that you've talked about is he's on this type of journey. And there's a good chance. I really hope, man, that we when we listen to this, man, he's going to help us understand why he puts this on. So, what do you say, Marcus? Let's get old David on. Marcus, I'm telling you, I'm, we're in the element that makes sense to us. We don't, you know, I know a lot of the other guests that we would have on the show. Man, we we you have to make that mental leap to understand, you know, what they're what they're thinking about, where they're coming from. And I'm not saying that I get at by any stretch where our next guest is coming from because I personally think he's nuts, right? But that's me. But what we do know is where he's where where he came from, right? When he come from where we come from, right? Exactly. What I love about about him is the fact people come up like, "Oh, hey man, you were a Navy SEAL." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I was proud of doing." It. He goes, "David Goggins a SEAL too." I was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't like him." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't no, like that one. No, <laughs> I, no, no, that's a whole different level there right there. There's yeah. a huge gap between getting that trident on your chest and and and, what, and running Badlands. Right, what, what other guys are capable of who also wear it? Right? And although I. <laughs> do everything I can do just to be a part of it. You remember, I, you know, I'm just so happy to be around. You're just, I, you're I, just glad to be a part I of this show. Being a part of the show, man. No matter what it is. So when you when you see when you see our our exceptional ones, yeah, and you know they are because we all talk about them. That's how totally. you know if you're exceptional in our community because they talk about you like that. And uh, I mean, uh, uh, he's this this guy's one of it, man. And him and my brother are tight. I mean, real, real close. super close, real close. Yeah. And I, well, isn't kid, your brother starting, isn't he going to run Leadville this year or something like that? Yeah. Something dumb, you know, they talk each other into doing all that. <laughs> and I'll probably get drug into it just because oh, you're going. there. You're right. going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 sure. Happily. And, and if I wind up doing it, I'll suck it up. And, and I won't, you know, I couldn't, I got 13 miles in me, no matter what. That's- <laughs> I, I've, 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 maybe, I, I've team guided down to where I will literally run up to 13 miles if it'll kill me. I just can't. You know what I'm talking about? It's one of them suck up and ruck runs. After my last surgery, we did that half marathon. I was like, I'll just, I can do 13. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Always. Cause always. Because it's, it's ingrained. It's, it's ingrained. Yeah. It's, it's imprinted. It's, it's beat down uh, all right, in there. You, all, right, all right. Without further ado, I, I, it's, I, it's such a privilege and an honor to uh, welcome Mr. David Goggins onto the show 
you know, one of the greatest ultra athletes in the modern era who takes things to a whole nother level, a whole nother place. I'm happy to call him a teammate. And it's a, it's a privilege to meet you now, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. All right. So what we always do, David, to get you loosened up, unlike he's not loosened up, right? Here's the dude. He probably did 100 miles this morning eating his Wheaties, all right? Well, just... You loosen up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can't believe that didn't come flying back over that phone line. I'm oh loosen up. I'll loose. I'm always. I'm always ready, man. Oh my! That, that's his mentality. That's the back of his head. That's what he was that, saying. That's what he was saying. And you just let those fly, David. Just let those come right out, team guy style. All right. All right. So what we do with every guest that comes on, we put you through a mad minute. Now, now it's it's going to be rapid fire. It's just to warm your brain up, to exercise your brain, get it functioning in a fun way, so you get loosened up to where we get into the the, the meat and potatoes. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First question is, if you could live in any era in human history, what era would that be? It'd be this era right now. That's cool. All right. If you had to fight one, who would you choose to fight? Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Han Solo. If you could be any character out of a book or a movie and play that out in real life, who would it be? It'd be the Hulk. <laughs> what Thank is God. up with you guys and superheroes? I don't even get this, man. I gotta find my superhero, man. You don't I, have a. I I I get. I don't know. Top of your head from a kid. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, that's weak. That's that's weak. Well, well, so, uh, Superman. I love Superman. Thank you. Right. Yeah, how's, right. How is that hard? I don't know. I just. It's not. We're in, bringing. We're putting it back in. You're right. Thank you. Bring you it. Have, in. You have lost the light <laughs> of the I superhero. Have, uh, <laughs> I've lost my way. All right. All right. Well, well, that's why I need you guys around. All right. All right. Here you go. If you could give truth serum. To any human being on the planet to get, you know, to answer some questions for you, who would you give that to? Obama. <laughs> if you could sing any song like the artist who sings it at halftime during Super Bowl, what song would it be? <laughs> I love this question. Oh, God, that's a good one. Um, it, it would have to be the, uh, it, it's, it's actually a, um, God, I was thinking of it. Rocky fourteen. I, I I can't think of it, but it'd be it'd be the um, Philharmonica, wherever the hell they are, that that play Rocky fourteen. The uh, <laughs> round, round fourteen of Rocky. Right. <laughs> who, who sings that's up? <laughs> well, well, what the that, the song from Rocky Four during the the I last think it's Bill Ponty. Yeah. I don't remember right. it right yeah. now. My oh, mind's playing. I, I yeah. can I, listen. I, hey, let me. Oh, you man, know you where just I'm at. Look where he's. He just twisted us on our own. He just. He just twisted that <laughs> shit. Because the only thing I when you say Rocky, the only thing I got in my mind is Rocky Three, Clubber Lang, Rocky Three. You know, I pity the fool. That's all. I I can't go anywhere no, else. Anywhere. Epic Rocky movies. Epic music. That's why you can watch it get fired up or hear <laughs> music the, from it and get I fired up. The right? Tiger, it's the thrill of the fight, dude. All right, last question. All right, last question for you. What is the greatest achievement of your life, David? The greatest achievement of my life? Oh, man. It was it's probably um, I actually my first 100-mile race when I was uh, 280 pounds, and I uh, completed that race with no training, and I pretty much probably should have died during the race and after the race for sure. It had to have been it. Wow. I did it with no training. It was, it was horrible. 
<laughs> it was horrible, but I the greatest achievement. I love the <laughs> I love the connectivity of pain with great achievements. Isn't right. that awesome? I mean, that's awesome. I actually right. appreciate it a lot more. You know, if that's the one he dug up, that there was some pain involved, right? Oh, brother. Right? I mean, this is the dude who does it on a regular basis, man. That's all I'm saying. So, all right, that's awesome. Dave, thanks for, you know, participating in our ridiculous mad minute. It's, like more, it's more like six minutes or something. I don't even know. So let's jump right into this. The reason why people come to the Team Never Quit podcast is because they want something that we have. They want to understand what it takes to get it. If they're ever in that hardship of life, they're getting the beat down, they're getting crushed, that they have something they can pull out of them that they can endure, that they can persevere, that they can triumph in the face of the greatest adversities that we know within the human condition. So let's just jump right in with, with, with you. Would you please share your greatest never quit story with us and our listeners? I will. And it's that 100-mile story I'll share with you right now. Um, basically, everybody's familiar with the um, lone survivor, Margaret Trail story. Yep. Um, at the time, I was at Free Fall School with Marcus's twin brother, and we were just, you know, we were just graduating Free Fall School at the same time. Marcus was going through probably the worst incident in still history, and um, basically, he got a call from his mom. He talked to his mom, and I don't know the exact details, but Morgan told me that Marcus was in a serious, uh, you know, serious incident that went down, and. We didn't know much about it. All we knew was that everybody died and Marcus was missing. And, you know, about three days later, Morgan called me up and said, basically, that, you know, they, they found Marcus and Marcus was alive. And, and um, it, just t- it, it, it touched me in a, in a very special way. And it probably also probably, you know, ruined my Navy SEAL career because I was so touched by it. I was driven in a whole different direction. Mm-hmm. But um, basically what happened was I went home and a few months later, it just kept on playing my mind about what these guys went through and, and I wanted to do something for their families. And, 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 and what I did was I Googled the 10 hardest races in the world. <laughs> and what came up was the Badwater 135. It's a 135-mile race through Death Valley in the summertime. And I was very, you know, I was, I was ignorant to all this stuff. I didn't know what, what it was. I thought it was a stage race. You know, I didn't know a human being could run that far at one time. Yeah, exactly. So I was about, a, you know, 260 pounds, whatever. Hadn't gone running in over a year. Just got back from Iraq and then went straight to pre-fall um, school. And basically the, the race director kind of laughed at me and said, you got to qualify to do my race. And I said, how do you qualify? He goes, you got to run 100 miles in 24 hours or less. And there was only two more races I could do to qualify for the bad water. And the bad world was going to be the big race for me to raise money for, you know, fallen soldiers, mm-hmm. you know, guys who died over there. Right. So basically, I, um, he, he said, hey, there's a race on Saturday, and I called him up on a Wednesday. So basically, I had Thursday, Friday, and then the race on Saturday. I had, I had pretty much two days, you know, three, three days to get ready for this race, <laughs> and I had to put on running shoes over a year. Why not? <laughs> let's, do it, so, let's do it. Let's do it. I ain't got nothing else to do. Let's do this. <laughs> basically... Um, the race, I had to run a hundred miles in 24 hours or less to qualify for the bad water. And hey, you, you got to put in a hundred miles to qualify, to go do another 35 miles. miles. <laughs> I don't even like right. to drive a hundred miles anymore, man. Right. I just want to make this perfect because everybody, our relationship 
goes to the death with this mother. I would die for this dude. But there is some crap he does where I'm like, why do you do that? I will literally fly your ass wherever you want to go from here on out, brother, just because of how hard you put out. And he's still, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, man, but even when we're on stage during Patriot Tour, uh, it, Jessica, and everybody's like, don't do, go, don't go out there. Because when he starts talking about running these 100 mile races just to warm up, it, pisses me off man I'm like i cannot do that i've tried i just can't i mean it's amazing to me that's the kind of caliber I, you blow me away every time you tell us i just baffles me uh, all right so you got two days to race in your right. first hundred miles go right so basically i'm uh i'm at i'm at trade at now i'm uh getting ready to go um you know to a green team and whatnot and i'm at trade at and basically Mr. Burns was in charge of trade that Joe Burns. And yep. um, I, I told him what I was going to do. And, and he pretty much said, you, you're going to need a heart monitor. So I got, you know, I went out and got a heart monitor, tried it out, did, did one That's run. I did a four mile run in preparation for my hundred mile race. <laughs> or Huh. So check this um, out. That's the best part about it. So let me just explain to you what just happened there. So in order to just do a hundred miles, he warmed up like a freaking bud shuffle four mile tower. And thank God he had the hard monitor. Thank God Joe was there to get the hard monitor. Hey, most people pack for vacation in three days. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Not train to run a hundred damn miles to run a hundred damn miles. What the hell? Am I the only one that sees this? So I was I was married at the time. I'm I'm now divorced. Probably why she left me. So <laughs> I was married, and I called my wife up, my ex-wife, and I was like, "Do hey, to drive? I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do a 24 hour race where you run around a one mile track for 24 hours, and you get as many miles as you can in 24 hours." So you know she thought I was stupid. So you know she left work and we went to Walmart, and my nutrition was a box of Rick's crackers. And Myoplex. Which is lovely. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> so basically, every mile, I would see her around the one-mile track, and I had this blue lawn chair. So basically, I get to the race, and I'm out there, and, you know, I have on this, uh, I have on no T-shirt, these black shorts, you know, um, Brooks running shoes, and and I start running. And so basically, at about mile 30, I'm I'm doing okay. At about 35 miles, that's when everything just kind of really fell apart for me. Um, I started having really bad stress fractures, shin splints. I started feeling the metal tosses in my feet starting to break because I was so big, and I didn't have any preparation going into this. And when you run on a flat, you know, it was a, it was a flat one-mile track, you know, you're, you're using the same exact muscle groups. It's almost better if you have climbing involved right, and right. downhill it was the same muscle group. So my muscles were really aching really bad. So I managed to suffer to get to mile 50. And then I started doing the butt shuffle with a little bit of walking. And then I would butt shuffle and I walk again. I got to mile 70 pretty quickly. I got there to in about 12 hours, mile 70. What? But yeah, I got, I, I got through 70 miles in 12 hours. And I, the, the the biggest mistake I made in the situation now I was totally done at mile seventy and I was totally dehydrated. It was it was November in San Diego. I hadn't gone to the bathroom yet. I hadn't done anything in twelve hours. I, I I was totally in the tank and I sat down. And it was the worst decision I ever made in my life <laughs> to sit down and, and my body just thought it was over. 
you know, I, I'd gone 70 miles, so I was pretty proud of myself and, and whatnot. But now I had the urge to go to the bathroom and I was totally broken up. I was all jacked up and I'm looking at my wife and, and, um, and my ex-wife and she was like, Hey, you know, you're looking horrible. And I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. So basically long story short, I, I, I sat in that chair, I looked at her and I, and I couldn't get up because my blood pressure was so messed up and my feet were broken. I had stretch fracture systems and I couldn't get out of the chair. Cause every time I would get up, I would get real dizzy because my blood pressure and I, you know, I had no sugar. I, I had nothing. So I was really lightheaded. So I, just, I asked her if she loved me. She said, yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to take a crap on myself right now. <laughs> so, so I sat in that blue chair. And I wow, why not, up, dude? You, know, you just slumped through 70 miles. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. And I started peeing. <laughs> and I started peeing blood down my leg. And, and I was going into kidney failure. And I was just all jacked up. And this is where... Um, I talk about the most pain I went through in my life. You know, I was in, I was in several hell weeks and I was in, I went through, I went through a lot of different crap that hurt me in my life. But at mile 70, th- this was the time of my life where I realized that, that, you know, we as humans haven't even touched the, the tip of the iceberg as far as what we're capable of doing mentally. Um, so I'm sitting there, I'm all messed up. I can't get up. My feet are broken. I'm in really bad shape. I have crap up my back. I'm peeing blood <laughs> down my leg. And, and my wife's like, my ex-wife's like, Hey, you're done. And I sat there and all I could think about was, um, you know, just being a seal. And I hate to say that because, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm proud of being a seal, but I'm a true believer that every Navy seal that's, that's made it through seal training. Huh? We were seals before we got there. Wow. Like, because why? Navy SEAL training is not like everyone, oh, man, you're a SEAL. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Hold up, mother. Hold up. Hold up. No, no, no. The, the train is put there for hard men to make it through. If you're not hard, you quit. Right. Navy SEAL, it does not make you the man that you are. You walk into that train, you're already a SEAL. If you make it through, you, you, you know, you're already a hard mother. So, basically, I, I like to give oh, yeah, credit. All, those, all the talents are added afterward. Yeah, a lot of SEALs, you know, you know, the, the, the old school guys take a lot of, you know, like people who are making money off or whatever, they need to shut up. Navy SEALs made Navy SEALs. So, you know, the, the, just put a the name training on it, there, Right? Just put a right. name on it? Yeah. That's it. So basically, you know, I was sitting there, I was like, you know what, I can't let my bones down, and, and I'm sitting there, you know, and, and, and all I wanted to do, I actually, my mindset was, this is where the race starts for David Goggins. So at mile 70, I was kind of in a, not to be so sick about it, but I wanted to see who I was. So I was, I was sitting in that chair at 30 miles to go. I'm finished. I'm done. I'm, 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 there's nothing left. And that's when I kind of smiled inside my head and said, all right, man, now we're going to see who you really are. Now the race really starts. You're jacked up. You're dehydrated. You get crap up your back. You get peed on your leg. <laughs> so it was a total, it was a total switch in mindset for me versus feeling sorry for myself and feeling like, I guess a normal human being would, I guess taking that 70 miles and being proud of it. I took that 70 miles and said, okay, now we're going to see what you made of Goggins. And I, and that motivated me in a very twisted way to, um, find something much deeper in me. And I, and I did, and I was able to gather chair and I was able to, um, knock out the next 30 miles. And, um, after that was over with, I was in really, really, really bad shape. And, um, but I, I got through it. 
and I called the race director up for Badwater, and he didn't sound too impressed because I did 101 miles in 19 hours. And he <laughs> said, well, you had, he said, you have five hours left. And, and what that meant to me was he wasn't really impressed with what I did. So there was one race left called the Hurt 100, and it's one of the hardest trail races in the world. You have 30,000 feet of climbing over 100 miles. <laughs> and at the time, only a handful of people had completed the race. And I went out there three weeks later with, with broken feet. And I went out there with cast on my feet, and I finished the race, and I qualified for Badwater. So that was... Well, da- David, I, I mean, this is... that. I mean, I'm sitting here, my mouth is open. I mean, Jess is looking at me over in the other seat. She's laughing because my mouth is open. Marcus is just bebopping his head like, yep, that's my man right there. He's like, uh, you know, it's, it's great being on the other, because he's so much a part of our life and we hear people. Yeah. And Jess can't even hear you. Yeah, yeah. She's just watching your face know. and she, she knows what he's telling you. I know. She's heard the story. She's seen people's reactions to those stories. And, and I mean, I tell you that you're a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And, and I'm fucking, I'm literally, I my and mouth this is This is one of our dudes. This, this is, is so our cool. brothers. Yeah. So cool to be in this fraternity is because we've got dudes like this. That makes who, my who mouth get, open. Who get out there and do this crazy ass stuff under the banner of that Trident as well. Make no mistake about it. So guess what? I will gladly let you get out there and do that, brother, and represent us as a hard motherfucker you are. Excuse my language, because that's what you are. I mean, yeah, I mean period, right? Yeah. Period. End of sentence. You you don't you don't you don't you don't hit that because one half of 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 your life and and yes, you've already been through the crucible of all these other amazing challenges, Hell Week, Ranger School, all that other stuff. But you're you really hit to the core of what the human condition in my in my mind is all about in those moments where you decide all right do i believe i can be something more than what i perceive myself and all and i've had every physical or perceptual uh, uh emotional and and mental limitation is sitting on me and my my bloody urine on my leg my feet my fecal particulate over my body my wife looking at me like i'm gonna die ex-wife whatever and, and you said no now's where the challenge really begins now's where the right. real life begins so if you could david describe that those that 30 miles because that's what their listeners right now are saying all right i get it he crushed himself to get there but what happened in that 30 miles what did you see that then transformed you to be able to continue on and do these insane things for a living well i'll uh, i'll first start off by saying hopefully the 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 listeners don't think i'm nuts because i'm I'm, I'm Far not. from it. Far from it. I, Absolutely I, not. Know, so hopefully, you know, hopefully they don't try to take me and, and, and put me in a category. Of, <laughs> no, people, not the people you know, who li- people listen to this get it. I mean, that, that, they come on here to hear about people who are capable of things that you are. It's not one of them dudes like, that guy's stupid. Anybody who says that is one of them lazy ass, yeah. you know, I mean. Well, I, I think you, you said it yourself, David, too. Like, you're a man that was in a position and you wanted to see what kind of man you were. And and there's there's something that unifies all of us, whether you're a man or woman or whatever, that you want to know what you are, what you're made of, what you can do. And I and I think that that I you don't have I mean everybody who's here listening or all listeners, man, they believe in you. They want to hear this because they want to have that opportunity and and to perform like you did. Well, 
I'll, I'll go through the last 30 miles for me. So I was sitting there at, you know, in that, in my porta potty, pretty much my porta potty lawn chair. <laughs> and, um, so I, uh, I, I looked at my ex wife and I said, Hey, she was real worried. You know, she, you know, she was a nurse and whatnot. She knew what was going on in my body. And like I said, at, at this point in time, my mindset started to, uh, go to a different spot. And I'm a big believer in how you think, you know, um, most people need a, a personal trainer. They, they need this and that, but you know, how we think and how we, how we view things, you know, if, if we view things as being dark, it's dark. If we view things as being, you know, about the water too cold, the water is too cold. Amen. You know, so, so I was starting to already, you know, take my situation and, and kind of take ownership and kind of, I'm a big believer in fighting pain with pain. Interesting. So when I, when I, when I sat in that chair, I was in so much pain, but I, I wanted to get up. I wanted to complete my mission. So I was drinking tons of fluids and I finally got that chair about an hour and a half later. And when I got back up, I realized I was in so much pain. I couldn't step off the curb, you know, just like a little street curb. I couldn't get off of that curb. And my, and my old wife kind of walked with me for, you um, from mile 70 to mile 81 mm. and at 81 is where everything really changed for me. I was, I was barely walking and I was doing about 37 minute miles. And she said, you're not going to make the time. She said, you're just not going to make the time. She said, you're out here dying. And at that moment at mile 81, I just gone through mile 81 and my chip went off. And when she said, you're not going to make the time. And, um, so basically I took that and I started flashing back through the times in my life. I was about to say, what are you, what are you saying in your head, man? You got a song rolling in there? You got a, a, a thought you're thinking of? I mean, you got well, so walking around the same well, track for a mile or for a hundred mile, a mile track for a hundred miles. Think about that. I'm, Tracks I'm, aren't, they're I'm, not, they're not built for beauty. I'm you waiting know what I'm to hear it. He's about ready to tell us what's in Did his head. head. A I'm little sorry, bit. That's I'm, all right. Yeah. Was that right? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. He's about ready. Dude, I was like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm hanging on every <laughs> fucking word right now. <laughs> and I'm literally like, say it, damn it, say it. Give it to me. So. So, so basically, I'm a I'm a big believer in self talk, and I and I love to self motivate myself with um with very dark, dark, dark images. So, as you all know from going through Hell Week and all that stuff, sometimes your best buddy can't motivate you because they can't be in your head. You may be in a boat crew, but the guys that are successful in anything that's hard they're able to motivate themselves internally with their own self-talk and their own images. And my yeah. images at that time of my life, I was able to go to a dark spot. And how I came up, you don't know my life story, but I came up very, very, very poorly. I had, I had a very bad upbringing where, where I shouldn't be where I'm at today. And I used all that for motivation. All the people who said, you're nobody, you're nothing, you're never going to make it. You know, I... I, so the image I had in my head at 81 was of a child, and that child is me, at the bottom of a sewer. Like, my mom had me. Oh, wow. My mom placed me in the sewer, left me there to die. And from the sewer, I found different things to eat and water to drink, and I nourished myself enough to climb out of the sewer. And I went from the sewer to the road. I went from the road to... So basically, it's just a dark image of a human being who made it from nothing. And so that image literally just propelled me 
through the last 19 miles and I, and I ran the last 19 miles. So, you know, wow. I, I came up pretty much alone. You know, I had to learn everything myself and do things by myself. And, and that image of, 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 of me in that dark image, it, it really makes me, it, it makes me very strong. It makes me a, a, a very strong individual able to take, you know, you know, insurmountable pain and suffering. Wow. And, man, um, and you, you look at yourself and, like that coming up, man. Like, Hey, look, I, I, I was born and raised in the gutter. Yeah, you're gonna come yeah, at me yeah. and stop me, man. You're gonna have to get down in the gutter, and in no gutter. one wants to do that. No. Everybody gets out of there. The people who were born down in there and and learn how to crawl out, crawl out of there, pull all that together, and keep it, man. That's the foundation that you actually have to get past if you want to beat them, right? And no one is willing to go as dark as that. As, that's as some just people, dark. right? Well, yeah. and and what I find fascinating, David, is is the is like this concept that you. And re- like you face pain with pain, but it's not just the physical pain, right? It's not just it's not just the aches, the the the, the agony of your feet and legs. It's legitimately you that that visionary work, right? That being able to place that that energy of real true negativity and the empowerment that you pull from it. What's amazing? Right. Have you always had well, that we, ability? I like to say same thing on that man. We and we all do this, and I, and. He may not even recognize this. I picked it up, but that blue chair, right? So yeah. what we do is we we focus point. A lot of our focus points are in pain. I remember our when we, I was we going through hell all the time. We hit Adam Brown ran into that swerve sign. That that swerve <laughs> sign going to Dave. You know what I'm talking about down in the demo pits. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He hit that, and I, that was a contentious source of pain. It, it just I always remember that sign, and every time I see one of those signs, I go straight back to that boat crew that to, that night of hell week. You know what I mean? In that blue chair, <laughs> he knows. Damn it! If he's in a position of how bad something sucks, it's a blue chair moment. Well, you know what I mean. I, I think it's even more so. I right? mean, I mean, but those are the little things. We add those in there as little points of reference. Uh, absolutely. And we were talking about that earlier today. And I how, that, was that even get that point? Across? No, you hundred percent. Okay. It's a refer. It's a neurological reference point that you can attach. Now, what's remarkable, David? And I want to just if if you can elaborate on this a little bit more really you know i mean have you had that your whole life that ability to fight pain with pain in order to make it through all that stuff i mean that's not is that self-taught did is that is that through the environment where did that come from because that's the beautiful thing man you know it's um it's it's self-taught um, I'm a I'm a big believer. I mean, you know, I don't go to church or whatnot, but I believe in a in a much higher power than myself. And I like to tap into the energy of the world. Like, you know, I was, in, you know, not to you know get get too deep into my life story, but I had to develop something to become a man. So I was I had very low self esteem coming up, you know, very very low self esteem, and and nobody was there to kind of teach me the the ways of a man. Right. You know, no one was ever there to teach me the ways of a man. And all I wanted to be was a man. And so I developed Goggins. You know, my name is David Goggins, but when I when I get I, I developed Goggins and, and and Goggins is the evil force that is able to come out and conquer all. Mm-hmm. It's a person that doesn't care what you say about him, it's a person that doesn't care about how he feels or how he acts or or anything. It's a it's it's, it's, it's something I developed to to get through my childhood, to get past the image in the mirror. You know, my, yeah. my reflection in the mirror was such a horrible one. I wasn't proud of myself. 
you know, I would, I would lie about things to make people, you know, accept me and like me. And I wasn't proud of the, because, you know, I knew the truth. I knew the truth. And the only way I could become the man I wanted to become is I had to face the fears. And I was afraid of everything. So, I, so through facing all these fears, I started really empowering myself to realize that I can do so much more. And I started to tap into the brain. And started to tap more into, you know, people call it mental toughness. Right. And all that crap. But mo- motivation is not enough. I changed motivation into passion. And like, like when told outside, people who are motivated, like, like right now, I may be motivating somebody. Motivation is crap. Motivation <laughs> comes and it goes. Like if it's, if it's cold outside and people get a blast of minus 10 degree air, they're going to walk their ass back inside. That's motivation. Motivation comes and goes. If you're happy, you're motivated. If you're sad, you're not. Right. I wanted to become a person that was driven. And when you're driven, By you passion. don't give a damn. You, yeah. You don't care. If, if your best friend gets shot in the head, you still have a job to do. You know, you don't, you don't get poopy pants and fall into that woe is me. You continue moving forward. And, and, and through my life, I found passion. And when you find passion, you, you almost cannot describe to people what the hell I'm trying to describe right now the because purpose. it's over their head. It's I, over their head. You, you almost can't describe it because it's drug. Best way I try to describe it to people who don't know what I'm talking about is a drug. Everybody's been on a drug, right? <laughs> Sick, right? You know what I'm talking about? You need yep, that earned yep. for it. Helps you out, makes you feel better. That kind of stuff. I mean, I think it's deeper than that, what he's talking about, because, I mean, I, I and for Don, sure, of course. You know, I'm correct me to, if I'm just wrong. Just to relate it to yeah, yeah. But, but think about drugs for a lot of people are therapeutic, right? They ease the suffering. They ease the pain. That's they what, that, ease. That, that's what hit, that's but, why he runs. That's therapeutic for well, him. Well, but, but what I'm saying is, though, part of this, this, who Goggins is, man, this ability, this evil force as he talked, almost a superhero personality that he's cultivated in order to, you know, transcend all the things that he had had, low self-esteem, all of a sudden, man, it fueled him to, to f- discover this purpose and this quest to go search out pain, man. I, I, he, he nailed, he talks about it perfectly. I mean, he, he molded him, he turned himself into something. And I mean, he saw... And, and and that's the thing, you know, team guys, we watch a lot of movies and I yeah. did that growing up and everything. And if I saw something on TV that fascinated me and I wanted to be like it, I started going to, to do that. Right. And I, I, that's one thing. And that's what he did. And I can't understand a lot of people. How else do you, do you mold your life? What do you do that out of? You the books you read, what you see, right? I, I, that's what just, we're trying to find out. Or is that's it just supposed to happen. I, well, the way well, it's supposed to happen is if you see something like in a movie, like Jason Bourne, I'm going to be like, hey, what do I need to do? All right, I need to start training to do this. How do I do that? And back it all the way up like he did and build Goggins. Build Goggins. All right. Now, all right. That's right? a great point. That's all right. So, so God, you know, David, this is really fascinating. I mean, no, we've, we haven't had anybody else on the show tap into it in the way you're tapping in. So, uh, you know, this is amazing stuff. This is what our listeners need to hear. Hell, it's what I need to hear, bro. So uh, one of the things that now I want to know is you've finished that, you know, the 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 incredible journey. You finished that one. Then you ca- you went up for the next one. What happened in the in the bad water? I mean, t- take us through that moment of getting there and what was that like? So my, so my first bad water, so I qualified for the race and, and I weighed, you know, about 260 pounds. So I lost 60 pounds in about four months. <laughs> and, 
and they they select um, the top at that time the top ninety ultra runners, you know, pretty much in the world. And I was not that. So basically, what I did was I would train in the sauna. I had a um, I had a treadmill in a sauna, and I put a bike in the sauna, and I would just train in the sauna. And I was I was pretty clueless still on how to do everything, and and I got to start line of the race, and my feet were still broken, so I, I I went to the start line of the hardest foot race on the planet with cast on my feet. So if you go <laughs> that's to all the I had to wear. <laughs> yeah, so if you go to the webcast of Badwater 2006, Badwater, you will see this black compression tape around my ankles. And once again, it was a total mindset for me, you know, going to the start line to run 135 miles on broken feet. And it was a, it was a total mindset for me. And so I, I, I get there and I, and I got fifth place my, my first year. And, <laughs> and basically how I did it was I just didn't stop moving. I just um, used the same mindset. And, and, and just to go back on the whole mindset thing is there's a whole bunch of men and women who are now buried and dead, who live to be a hundred years old, who never really started their journey. You know, they, they may have kids and they may have, you know, they, you know, they may have had a great life. And, and what I mean by never start their journey is most of us walk around in fear. Right. And, Absolutely. and we're scared to death. We're scared to death. So, so we pick a different route. And when you pick a different route, because you're afraid, you never start the journey that God puts you on. The, the the journey is not supposed to be the journey of fun. No. And most of us take that right turn because you're like, oh man, I'm scared to jump from an airplane, so I'm not gonna be a Navy SEAL. I'm gonna go be in finance. That's not the journey. The 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 journey starts when you look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not who I need to be. I need to overcome these fears, and that's when your journey begins. So most people die thinking they had a great life. But they never even start the fucking journey. You know, you know, they never start the journey. They never start their journey. So I, they had I no idea what kind of life they could have had. As, uh, right, exactly. Remarkable. They, they have like so. If if I would have stayed in my same scared, you know, scared kid that I was, I would be here right now, probably spraying for cockroaches at forty-one years old, never knowing. I, I, you know, I, I could have been an ultra runner, could have been a Navy SEAL, could have been an Army Ranger, could have been an Air Force tactic, American. I did all these things because I, I started my journey. Most people have no idea what, what they're capable of because they're so afraid to start their journey and they die not knowing. Well, that's the thing that blows me away. And we see that a lot, David, especially when we're on the road, man. You, these people coming up, they're like, man, I wanted to be this more than anything. But as if it's unattainable. That's, I think some of these deals where, and that's a beautiful perspective that, that David paints, man, as he come from nothing, and he is the pinnacle of what a human being is capable of right now. And, and, and I bet and, if you and, were to ask him, he still has so much right. farther so to go, So in 2016, right? if, you yeah. want, if you're like, what man should I look at to see how far you can push a human being? Dave Goggins. Dave Goggins. Right? Boom. Bottom line, that, there's no, probably no, that's not up for debate kind of deal. Yeah. Because he also has a world record in pull-ups, push-ups. I mean, we go down the line. And we're, we're talking about one damn race here, man. Yeah. But where was I going with that? Well, what you're saying is that there's human beings that are listening right now that are in the space. Yes, why, why not? I mean, you, look, if you want to do it, go do it. It's, yep. it's not impossible. 
Right. If it was impossible, you, you wouldn't have heard about it. And I think what David in the profound statements that he's making to our listeners and listeners, this is profound. So please, if you didn't get it the first time, rewind and go back over on what he said. You know, it's profound. And it's about that quest for that, that, that pain, that journey, that search of who he really is. Is that what makes you pivot and try, for instance, to, to break the world records of pull-ups, David? Right. You know, it, it is, you know, so, you know, at that time in my life, I, I couldn't run cause I was, uh, I had some issues going on health wise and whatnot. Oh. So, but I, I, I wasn't doing enough to fulfill my journey. You know, I, there, I want to die tired. I want to die fulfilled. You know, I, I want to be in my casket and I want to look up to the heavens and say, man, I'm, I'm kind of glad this is over, man, because I was going to keep on pushing until this happened, wow. you know? So, you know, basically that's, that's when I can rest. And I was sitting around and I'm always trying to find something to push my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit. I want to find something that makes me think about quitting because that's when you know who you are. You know, you don't know who you are when you're watching a game or you're, or you're whatever. Mm-hmm. You got to put yourself into a 200 mile race or whatever it may be for whoever it's, it's all relative. And at 100 miles when you're exhausted and you're through and you're dehydrated and you have a hundred miles left and you have all kinds of decisions to make, you can decide to quit or decide this and decide that. That's when you know who you truly are when you're at the, at the final breath you think you have and you have a hundred miles to go and you think you have nothing left and all your body's saying is quit. <laughs> like in hell week, you know, all your body's saying is to quit. Your body's saying I hurt. Your body's saying I ache. <clears throat> hey, let me, I got a question for you, brother. Hey, listen to this, man. Is the euphoria that we get the minute we finish Hell Week, is it twice as good when you finish that race like that? You know, when you go for it past, well, there's not much past Hell Week. Is racing that hard? What I want to know is, is I want to know is that drug still there? That's what because there is there is no, I keep, I hate to use drug, right? But there's a euphoria, right? The pleasure in your a brain. Pleasure, right? Yeah, when yeah. you get through Hell Week, do you not just feel like a different human being? Absolutely, but you have to feel that after one of those races, right? I, I'm here. I mean, is it constant? Well, ask him. I am asking him. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm looking at me, you, ass, because you're sitting in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I not say da- I said David, did I? Remember, I'm David too, so I got sucked in. You're Rutt. Oh, check, are, hey, check. Rutt and Lutt, you're out of character. Check, my bad. Do we need a break? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm mesmerized have tummy by, what this man, by what this man is saying on the phone. Because in my mind, he's not doing it for the pleasure of completion. He's doing it for the experience of the pain. Am I Am I no, hearing no, no. that correctly? Yes, you are. That's what you hear. But I'm asking as a man, as men who do pain, there's got to be a. You know, you're, be a you're halfway right. It's the experience of the pain, but it's it's mostly not like in a sicko way. Experience no. the pain. It's it's the experience of finding out who the hell I truly am. So there's you a know, joy in so that. There's I, a pleasure, right? There's a sense. Right. There's an endorphin that kicks in. My greatest one was when I accomplished Hell Week. Right. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yep. You know, and we've all done that. Everybody sitting in this room has done that. Otherwise, why would you do it? I, I, right. I, 
I mean, the reason we pushed ourselves was to see it's if we could journey. do it. And there was something that we didn't know existed when we finished it. And that was that feeling, that transition from being before Hell Week to after it. Am well, I right? Well, was that there? Yes. I had heart, that. I mean, I, for me, it was, it was is what he's talking about. When, you're it from Florida. Me, it, no, it took me a long time to realize. Now, David, what I'm hearing with you, you know, I only started figuring out, you know, much later, you know, four years ago. I'm 44 now. And, and that it's about the journey. It's about each grueling step. It's about the recognition and the and, and the pleasure of being in pain, but also know the discovery of yourself is happening in the place. But for you, man, this is a lifelong journey and pursuit. And it seems to me, if I'm hearing you correctly, that the conversation that's going on in your head in the midst of all this is where that's happening, where that's discovery of who you are and yourself. Is that true? Yes, that's, that's exactly it. So when I first started this whole thing, it was truly about taking another man's soul. I wanted, because I, I, I felt so so poorly about myself. So I go into different phases. It's not like that now. But when I was in Hell Week, I, I was a very evil human being. I, I wanted people to suffer. Like I wanted my teammates to suffer. I wanted, I wanted to help. I, I wanted the buzz instructors to suffer. <laughs> I want everybody to suffer. So, You're in the right so place. My, my mindset was I wanted them to try to break us to nothing. I wanted my whole class to suffer so badly. Cause I wanted to see it's called, you know, I wanted to take their soul. Right. And I love seeing people quit. I love seeing people be in pain. I, you know, I, I, I used to feed off of that. And, um, you know, so that, that part of me died away and then it started becoming more about just myself, you know, what, you know, what am I capable of, of, of doing? Where's, where's a human being capable of if they're willing to go past that door of pain, open it up and, and see what's behind the door. Well, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of very smart people out there at a bunch of different labs and I'm sure you've all have all contacted you on a regular basis would say, hey, yeah, it, there's one thing to be on a path of discovery, right? To, to, to be walking the earth and discover who you are through experience. But there's another, there's another group, I'm sure, that's saying, hey, man, what you're doing is masochistic. And there's other ways to discover yourself. So how do you, how, how do you respond to those clowns out there or even our listeners that saying, Hey man, can I do this a different way? Do I have to experience the pain to figure out who I am? And I don't, well, how you know, does anybody I, like that have a leg to stand on? Everyone's different. It, it, it's, how I, could you sit there in front yeah. of somebody and say, the way I choose to experience joy and pleasure should, is exactly how you need to do it. Well, well, what we're doing on there's the really sh- books like that. Well, absolutely. Remember, really, what you know, what the show's about too is the people trying to find that common ground with us on this on the show and the and the special people we right. have. So on. instead of telling somebody how to to find joy from one individual, why don't you say experience? You know, give all examples of it because everyone's different. Everyone has obviously he has to do it his certain way. I do it mine. You have to do it yours. Right. We're that unique makes sense. because we're seals. Right. But to, to sit there and go, hey. This is how I do it. And if you don't do it like that, it's damn sadomasochistic because your body's getting hurt. Well, you're, I think you're just a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I think. (laughs) Right? David, am I right? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can't, that could tell me how to. That'd be like telling me how to romance my wife. You can give me some suggestions. It's kind of like the Weather Channel, right? I want constant updates, and I want to look and see from all different vantage points. To, so when it's my time, I got that. But do not, under any circumstances, tell me how to be happy. And, and am I way off? No, you're spot on. I'm not oh a psycho. I don't God. know, dude. You're the you're the head straight. I just I'm just like David. I know what makes me happy, and I do it, and that involves pain. Listen. I mean, I had to put my well, body in situations and I don't look at it as pain, though. It's not I mean, it's pain to everybody else. To me, it's part of what I'm doing that makes me happy. We talked about that. It's well, like David well, putting well, no, on his shoes. On. That's a good question. That's a good point. David, are you happy in that place? Well, this is what I'll tell you, man. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad Marcus said this. Um, I never I, I am not the one I hate running. OK, and people will not people will not believe me. And at this point in my life at 41, I don't care who believes me or not. I know the truth. I've been 300 pounds twice in my life. Wow. The real the, the real David Goggins is a guy that wants to sit his fat ass on the couch, watch football and eat pizza. So I've you know, I never wanted to be a seal to fuck, you know, to, 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 to be a seal or a ranger. I did all these things. Because I want to um, be proud of who I am. I, I don't want to look up to people like, you know, I want to be equals with people. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, watch a movie of, of Navy SEALs and, 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 and who I think are badasses feeling less of myself. You know, I don't want to see people doing superhuman things and not be a part of it. And that, so that's exactly, we, we talk about this on Patriot Tour. It's like he, when you see something or you hear a, a story about combat, yeah. when I'm sitting there watching the movie, I want to be doing that. I right. want to be in there, that character who's fighting the alien, whatever it is. If I see a movie on Navy SEALs, I'm like, eh, well, that's, that's kind of crap. We can't do that. But I, you know what I'm talking about? You I want hear to you. Always, and that's the difference Absolutely. right there. It's like when you're watching something, do you want to be in it or are you being entertained by it? Well, the question is, all right, for both of you, because you guys are making some real significant points right now. David, why do you think people don't want to push it? Why do you think people don't want to pro- project themselves? Why do you think people don't want to say, yeah, that's, I, I want to be that? Why? I think that's a deep wheelhouse. I mean, that's you know huma- humanity, society it, telling you not to do Yeah, Go ahead, David. You got that one. I think it's open-mindedness. So one yeah. thing I've been blessed with is open-mindedness. I believe that what one man can do, another can do. And what people, no matter what color you are, where you're from, anything, but what most people nowadays, they don't have that mentality. That's why they look at Marcus, myself, you, as some super damn human people. And all we are is just a a person next door. Ordinary. Ordinary people who who allow ourselves to get into extraordinary situations. If something's going to go down, I I just wanted to be there. (laughs) And, and all the skills we have allow us to survive in whatever situation comes down. Right? That's just what it is. It's like, hey, man, your willingness to take out and hang out and, and get into something. Well, that's all it is. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a masochist. I'm not crazy. I'm not nothing. I want to feel good about David Goggins. And that's the bottom line. You know, people, you know, all these people who interview me say, well, do you love yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Because everything <laughs> I wanted to do in my entire life, I've done it. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of David Goggins 
And yes, I love David Goggins because I wasn't afraid. Right. I, oh, I, hey, man, you, hey, bro, know, you I, spent the whole part of your life, the same way we did, is giving service to our people. So you're out doing right. something, and, and what you're doing doesn't affect anybody. The beatdowns you take are right on you, pal. No matter how much I love you, no matter how much my brother loves you, we can't help you when you start that. It's not like the teams. I can't, you know, I mean, we can doctor you up when you get hurt. Right. But other than that, man, you're taking the road down by yourself, homie. That that's that right. that is a endless foe, an endless battle. That road, you that that war that you have chosen to undertake of being a runner is a you'll never beat it. A road never ends, man. And because you have the mentality of taking the trail, you're gonna be running. You found something that I understand what you're saying now, man. The reason you do that because it makes you happy because you found something that beats your ass, yeah. and you yep. can and you're going to be fighting it, and it gives you a. So, I get, I get it. I don't know how to explain it. Well, uh, I, I think what you're I, saying is I, that David love is blind, and, and please, I don't, I don't, I don't. Act, love is blind. Well, love is pain, right? I mean, that's what I'm hearing out of him, and 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 his pursuit to love himself. And his pursuit know to himself. feel to well know thyself, right? right. I mean, Not one of the greatest, love himself, know himself. Well, one of the greatest. Well, through right. knowing yourself, you're able to love yourself. That, and, and that's that, how you say it. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. And, and this is what's happening. Just because I, you love yourself doesn't mean you know yourself at all. And well, that is, no, no, no. You have no idea what you're capable of just because you love yourself. Uh, okay, you can look in the mirror and see what you like every day. If you get out and you bust your ass like he does and you know what you're capable of, then you can love the fact that you have that uh, found that ability. And be through right. all your abilities that you find through our friends and our team, he and I are exactly cut from the same cloth, just like you. I, hey, and the only reason I know this is because we've talked about this intensely every day on Patriot Tour. Oh, hey, I'm, David, if I, if I screw part of this up, jump in, man. <laughs> I, I'm right. I'm, you're... you're this, you're a hundred percent right. Maybe not. I'm not right, but our my perspective from him, from our point of view is is that in in this circle, yeah, right here, right in this circle that we are discussing, we all know the truth, and and David is speaking the pure truth that we all uh, aspire to live behind and under and through and all that. But you should what listen I, to what, what he has to say because what? he's taken it as far as a human can. Well, I don't believe he b- thinks you, Dave. Do you believe you have can't taken right, it that can't, far? Can right now, right, right now, right now, this moment, tomorrow he'll do something more. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. So, and and what was interesting about the commentary you were making, Marcus, is that he's always on this journey. The journey is never going to end. He said so himself when he's when he's pushing up daisies. The only way he's going to be satisfied is that. He's done. Like, he's exhausted. He's like, I'm tired, man. The wizard. Remember, Jessica, we were all joking about, like, why is he running? I was like, I guess, I think he runs to, he's running because they think one day he's going to run so far that his body physically changes into something other than what he is. And he never has to worry about getting tired again. I mean, from an energy perspective, (laughs) I mean, mean, that's it. It's just, it's, it's, I'm going to keep running until something magnificent happens, which means my magnificent death, or I'm going to, I have no idea what's in his well, head. You know what I mean? You got to play it, it out like is, that. I, let, me, let me ask him. Dave, is that what the quest you're on? Well, I know one thing. When I started this whole journey, trying to be a seal and all this other stuff I've been trying to become, I just wanted to be proud of who I am as a man. And, and that's what I am now. So that's all, you know, that's all it was. I, I was stripped of self-esteem at a young age and I had to build it up on my own. No one was going to give it to me. Perfect. And I gave it to myself. I, you know, I, you know, you know no one's going to give you self-esteem. You know, mm. no one's going to give you that. You have to find it. And I don't care what your job, I don't care if it's going through buzz. I don't care if it's going through running races. I don't care if it's going to college. 
whatever your journey is, whatever it is, you got to start it by not being afraid, and you have to gain pride. And and now at 41 years old, I'm not ashamed of the image in the mirror. I have a lot of pride. That's so awesome. How do you, how do you say? Did, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. The self esteem. I mean, self esteem is what, what exactly what he said is. I mean, I I put a shirt on sometimes. I feel good about it, but that shirt's going to come off. There better be something behind that that you feel good about. And why don't you start with yourself? Well, I mean, right? that's this whole thing. It's, it's and, adding and, on to that, man. He's taking it down to that that part, man. He's and be, oh, well, I was trying to, we were I was, we were trying to explain what he is, and he's standing, he's sitting right there. He's like, I will tell you what, I am, man. I, I'm proud of, of the man I become, and that's all me and you are, man, are men. That's it, human, human, just a man, right? And the, the and fact that he goes, you know what, man, man I, I got one life to live, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be proud of myself. I'm gonna find a way to do that. And bro, you're I mean, special two branches of the special forces. You know, everything you've done for this family, for Patriot Tour and being on Team Never Quit, I, I uh you know how it is, man. I, I love you like a brother, dude. So I I see you for what you are. You know, not what you what you're capable of, man, because I, I know you don't have any limits. So I well I can't say thank you enough for coming on here, man, and opening up to uh to everybody. I hope you had a good time on here. You 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 did exactly what we wanted to do, man. You laid it out just like it's played out your entire life from nuts to bolts. I mean, if you, if we had hours in the day, we could we could back it all the way up to what happened when, you know when we were all kids and everything. But I think well, seeing let's the man get him that you on are, again. yeah, you know, we got to get I, him that's, on again. That's the beauty about this. this isn't a podcast. I, this is like me calling him on the phone. Yeah, I was talking I, about I Morgan it. harasses his ass every day. I really don't, but when I do call, I do. <laughs> I, I make a point to keep on. I'm like, hey, I got nothing going on. I know you're not doing anything. Well, well David, I, I got to tell you, man. Uh, you know, this first time I'm ever. You know, talking to you on the phone and meeting you, and, and I tell you what, I'm I'm incredibly proud of you. I'm proud to be a teammate of yours, man. I just love hearing the stories that you had, and I think you know, you, you know, the pride that you live with is an example for every single listener that we have on the show. So thank you for giving that to our listeners. Hey, well, thanks a lot for having me, guys, and uh, and, and, and look forward to guys, you know, you know, seeing you guys soon. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Well, we're gonna get you back in the after action. So that's all for this episode. Yeah, all right, job, brother, bro. Yeah. Marcus, we have had some absolutely insane people on this show so how, far. How do you close that one out? Just so we I don't just, even know. Just say thanks. Just go right to it. No, because I feel like we have to give some reverence to the effort that that man makes on a daily routine and a daily reg, like his regiment, his concept, his search. I mean, man's search for meaning that that's no shit when it comes to David Goggins, you know? Well, that's, and it goes to show you everybody's routine. What, what, and that's what I love about it when you ask that question, man, because they give that day-to-day routine. Like, I wake up in the morning, you know, I make the bed, get in the shower, to, that, yeah, that, yeah. that whole deal, because everybody has that part of it. Well, I mean, right? you got to. What, 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 what he adds on to the normal part, the part of it, right? Yeah, we, yeah. We, you and I get up every morning the same way, probably. <laughs> go the sh- You know what I'm talking about? Everybody <laughs> yeah, has that, that same way yeah. deal. And then the added part to make him better than the, guy, well, the, the, the quest, next person. Right. The quest. Well, that journey, he's... I mean, I mean, think you, you about it. Dude. There's literally no, there's, there's no ending on his journey. That's what the thing that just right? me. So you and I were like, oh, you know, man, I kind of want to be a dad. Yeah, and yeah. I, I got a house here, my tractor, my dog. My journey's over. Like right now, we talked about this. I live to sustain anything around me right now. What you got? Right. 
I love to get on and do this. I love to have my children in my arms, right? I, I, when, you, I, when you're running on a road that doesn't have an end, that means that there's no... Well, it's the razor's edge yeah. between... So yeah, look you know, at him like that. He, he has, really has no boundaries that he can fail from because it's... Now, right? <laughs> you got to run. You just run. I mean, there's not one of them deals where... The mission literally never, never right, ends. Right, right, right. Not a helicopter going to break down. No. Nope. Or anything nope. like, just put them shoes on and go to town. And, and, and if I run out of shoes, I got my, until he dies. That's it. That's he lived. He literally said that in that interview that he's going to do that until he dies. When did he die? And, and man, I just, man, thank you so much. I mean, I, I'm stoked that we could bring, you know, when we talked about, it, all right, we got to get, you know, our, our own tribe on people from the team never quit, yeah. you know, but, but, I'll you know, park him in here sometimes and let him Oh, yeah, I, just, go, just go to work, you know? Oh my God. There's a reason why I would keep him around. And I mean, you you know, we just talked about one thing. You know, uh, he had a big old hole in his heart for most of this, man. Uh, they, they didn't even know it. Then he almost died from his thyroid, always jacking up. There's all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, it's I, endless. I, yeah, right. And it's not, it's the funny part because most people think when they get a physical injury that, oh, man. I'm done. Done. Uh, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, but David was like, you know, I'm just. You got to look at it like I'm a Terminator gonna... perspective where, like, the technology <laughs> we have these days is, and, and the perfect example is, is, uh, Nowadays in the teams, and I was joking about this on stage. I was like, you know, back in the day, man, when we got hit in the leg or the arm, you'd fight to keep it. Like, Doc, don't take it. Give me 50 surgeries. I still got this piece of skin left. Hang that leg on. Now dudes are getting splinters and being like, take the leg. Take it. And give me one of them below the knee jobbers with that fancy foot. And if I, how badass are our guys? What do we have? Five? We got five guys with glass eyes, right? They got the trident in the in the in the in the, the reticle. They're just waiting it's for awesome. it to, and they're just waiting it for it to be like activated that as like a bionic right? eye. They right? look so cool. I mean, it's uh, every team guy seems like, oh, that's badass. And it's horrible because your eye's been shot <laughs> out of your damn head. While I was standing there, you know, that kind of deal, man. Right. But it's so cool, the technology and how sick our humor, like with scars. When Wizard cut his hand, I was like, oh, it's a badass scar. <laughs> That's what he said to the doc. He I wanted to say that to Tough. I was like, Tough, bro, when they were putting you together, you should have been like, you were like, yeah, I was ugly before. But there's something about when you got badasses who have badass scars. There's a reverence in that. You're so damn ugly. Oh my God, you're a badass, right? <laughs> That's what my brother and I. Every time we got fa- uh, face or skin damage, it was like just let just it just let it be there. Let it be. Let there. it be the scar. Be there. Give me the Jos- well, Josie well, Wales. Josie Wales has a badass scar. What, what I loved, what I loved about David Goggins is that his scar from childhood stayed with him, and it wasn't a deficiency. It like you're talking about. It wasn't a mutation. It wasn't any of that. You know what it was? It was the inspiration to climb into that madness, that hell of what he'd been through to push him to be who he is today. Yeah, there's two, That's insane. The, the, here's the here's the rub. A lot of people take all that madness and and it and it, and it implodes them. Oh Crushing. man, I was I, I was beat down as a kid. I was poor. Mom was on drugs. And that's why I'm a shit bag. Yeah. And then David Goggins lived all of that. I yeah. mean, if you, the best part of him is his his childhood. We right. should have talked about that. We'll get him back. I mean, on. it's unbelievable. <laughs> and every one of those, that, that's the way my dad taught me. It was a test. Right. I ain't being hard on you. I'm testing you. Yeah. And when you get that mentality in your, okay, he's not being hard on me. He's testing me. He's making me a man. Yeah. Well, then what, why is it a problem? Right. If you look at it like a problem, it's going to be one. That, and that's what he was saying. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where, I mean, I probably didn't make it as poignant as he did because I, I, mean, I can't. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It. I, that's why I'm here. I hope everybody realizes that's the, how, the that, relationship rut and I have is 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 not only fun, but it's a necessity for this it, to it, even it, work. It, this this podcast would not work otherwise. I, you turn on if it was just me and be like, "What the hell did he just say?" I'm more confused now than I ever was. I I, I wish I could erase what I just heard. Yeah. Dude, it's now, great. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I tell you what, man, it was so. So awesome having him on, and I really think that our listeners and you know took away a tremendous amount from his story, his perspective, and all that. And, and how could you not, right? He was one of them guys we talk about. Just if you stand next to him, you get better. I just learned something yeah. standing next. I learned how to stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how to bottom line, you know, if I was just standing next to a dude, you're like, Jesus, look at this dude. <laughs> I love when uh, when Wal. Have you seen Daddy's Home Part Two? No. Walmart? No. Walmart's coming down this escalator, and, right. and Will Ferrell's standing there with a sign, and every man and every woman in the airport turn around, and look at Walberg come down this escalator because he's a badass. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, He's yeah. dressed all, his hair's yeah. all, the, yeah. the music's playing, and stuff <laughs> right, like that. Right. That's kind of one of them Goggins. That's deals. a Goggins. Yeah, you're there. like, what he used to the? Have, a, have a cape. Well, you. Know he talked about his superhero <laughs> alter ego Goggins. Right, right? Goggins, exactly. Goggins. Goggins what happens when you're in the? When you're in cape, he wears running shoes. He wears his running Goggins shoes. Goggins' superhero strength is speed, and his damn uniform is <laughs> running shorts and shoes. And his superpower <laughs> is pain. pain right? <laughs> right. That's what feeds his inner. Like Superman is the sun, right? Uh, yeah. Goggins is pain. Yeah. <laughs> and, all right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I, I you know I love how you twisted that back over to my my expertise as superheroes. Well, I, I'm always going to set you up yeah. for success, brother. Right. That's what I, I'm not. Uh, hey, before I get hammered about, I mean, uh, uh, by all means, to the listeners, man, for the uh, the the my superhero <laughs> fan, uh, fanatical fans like I am out there, if you start testing me on it, I don't know everything. I'm just a fan. Yeah, yeah, but you're a big fan. Well, I'm a big Spider Man. Well, well, I'm actually big I'm not ready. I don't want to tell everybody how weird it is. Okay? We'll let him. Yeah. We'll let him little piece. Did you, did you tell him that I'm wearing Spider Man pajamas right now? <laughs> I was waiting for you to tell. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, man, the look on people, the wizard's face the first time you got in, introduced oh, to this is great. It's epic. It's absolutely, you can't make this up. So, I mean, Je- well, Jessica got full right. bitties on that one. So there it is. <laughs> David yeah, got so it. wrapping it up, man. We go all day, right? All day, I like every to thank day. God for my abilities. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, I got to say something for, listen, if you're inspired and you're, what you just heard, you're inspired by David's story, I want you to go to teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast or tnqpodcast.com. It's the same place, takes you to the same place. And if you're inspired, I want you to write in and tell us your greatest never quit story. That's right, yours or maybe your father's, maybe somebody you know, somebody you love. Write in that story, submit it on our site. We've got a space for it right there, right? Or if you want to take a video of yourself telling and what's going to happen, the team never quit uh, team, Jess, is going to read through all of those stories. She's going to watch the videos and they're going to, she's going to pass them on to the wizard Marcus or I, the good ones. If they're awesome, we're going to read them on the show here. If they're epic, Marcus, what happens? Bringing you on the show. 
Come we're coming out, we're on. Coming out here, we're gonna look in your eyes while you tell it. You're gonna look in your eyes while you tell it. So no BS, right? So please do that. All right. Also, while you're there, get to know what Team Never Quit is about because that's what the real importance. It's our mission here to really inspire human beings to face adversity, to overcome obstacles, the normal obstacles of life. To where they can find what we hold true, what we hold dear, which is the never quit mindset, which is the never quit attitude, the never quit lifestyle, right? And and that's what we're all about every single day. And I feel very blessed for that. I feel very blessed to have gone through what I've gone through, to experience, to be sitting here across my, my close friends, to be on this team now. So I want to give thanks as we do at the end of every you know main show, is I want to say thank you to all my teammates. I want to say thank you first to David Goggins for coming on. I want to thank, you know, the Wizard. I want to thank Marcus, Jess. I want to thank all the members of the team. I want to thank my family, especially my wife, incredible wife, my two baby girls. And I want to thank God for helping teach me the never quit mindset. Marcus? Absolutely. No, you wrapped it up perfect. And that man, that was something. That was a, that was a big one. Hey. That's big. I mean, you saw me. I hit the wall. I was so fired up for the last hour and a half that I crashed right <laughs> over in this chair. Yeah, no. Thank you, David, man. We we love you, brother. And uh, all good things coming to you. I thank God for my, uh, giving me all of my abilities. To, you know, thank you to my friends for helping me discover them. Thank everybody out there for uh, all my teammates for the life that they've given me and want the great time that we've had up to this very day. And, and everybody out there who makes this possible. So thank you for the uh, opportunity to do this. Absolutely. That's all I got, Marcus. Well, I'm out.